Let us look at Nehemiah 9.6. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. And let us look at John chapter 3, verse 31 to 36. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. The man who has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God gives the spirit without limit. The father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands. Whoever believes in the son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the son will not see life for God's wrath remains on him. God is the Lord God. God is the Lord God. God is the Lord God. So in the English Bible, it often says that he is the Lord God. He created all things according to his will. It says it in Revelation 4.11. And he is above all things. He is above creation. And he makes all things that he created to be his servants. So our faith is believing that God is the creator of all things. And we also believe that he is the creator who created all things, all creation. And so in the beginning of this year, we said that God is the what kind of God? He is the God who is in the beginning. And so we shared the first service that he is he was the one who is in the beginning. And last time we shared about how he is the one who who created time and space. And today he is the one who created all things, the stars and the land and everything that is in it. And so our, that is our faith, believing in that. All things refer to what is seen and unseen, things that are visible and invisible. And our faith is believing in that God created everything that is visible and invisible. So those who believe in only the material world, uh, they, they need to get out of here because we believe in what is invisible as well. And so those who believe in such faith, the life, of, uh, the life of their faith is saying that I am the Lord's, I belong to the Lord's, I am the Lord's servant. And so we are the Lord's servant. Servant is opposite of Lord. And so we are those who follow the Lord's commandment, commands. And so command and following, it doesn't sound very fun, but if the God that we believe in, if we believe that he is the Lord God who created all things, then we, we can't help but live according to his commands. So all things, it refers to things that are seen and unseen, visible and invisible. So the science of this world, they say that all creation, all things were created by the Big Bang, that as a very small particle uh, exploded, it became a star and it created all things. And no matter how much I think about it, it doesn't make any sense because how can just one small tiny thing 
create the universe, the the stars and the and the land and the sea. It's um they have really great faith to believe in that. But they see that the particles all um, dispersed and created the natural natural world. And so the natural world it consists of animals, plants, all organisms. And so they follow a natural law. So animals according to their laws and, and plants according to their laws, they all follow a natural law. So scientists, scientists they have researched uh, again and again and they set down the natural law. And so I used to always enjoy, uh, I used to really enjoy looking up into the sky, the night sky to look at the birds, uh, look at the stars. And so I would count one star, two star, three star, four stars. And so I would fall asleep counting the stars because there were so many, they were, um, there were infinite amount of stars. And so they were so astonishing. So I used to enjoy counting the stars. And the more they look at the celestial bodies, uh, the more they look at it through their telescopes, uh, the more they find out that they, the stars are following a very precise law, natural law. And so they, they're sending things uh, to, to research, to the moon, to, to planets, to the stars. So if they're not following a the law, then they should be very sporadic and random. But even to this day, the, the, the stars, the celestial bodies are there to this day, um, even after thousands of years. And because they do not go out or go beyond the, the set laws, if there is a star that, if there is a star that gets out of its rotation, it, we call it a shooting star or a meteorite. And so they, there are shooting stars that disappear. But of the, the fact that there are laws or regulations that everything follows principles, everything is able to go around. So math, mathematics, uh, physics, and chemistry. So for us, we study it for the test and we forget about it. But in all of this, there are formulas. There are formulas. Oh, I'm so sick of formulas. But there are formulas that these principles follow. And so no matter, no matter who tries to solve the formula, the set formula, it always equals results the same result. And so Einstein, he created one of the most famous formulas that energy equals mc squared. Uh, so does anyone know that? Um, how, does, how, is energy, how is energy formed? And so Einstein, he created this well-known formula, but not, not just him. If someone creates a formula, no matter wh who tries to solve it, it, it always comes out with the same result. And so there's... There's atom, neutron, there's um, protons. So in the middle, there's, um, there's a nucleus, the nuclei. And so if you, if you divide it and divide it, then there, there, it'll form energy. And so there was the, the famous scientist who created the atomic bomb. And so they say that they applauded him because he invented this amazing invention. But what he actually did, he was, he, he created a mass, uh, a weapon of mass destruction. And so if you, if you find this 
uh, such a formula, your whole life is changed. But who said, uh, who said to set these formulas? Who, who told uh, someone to make these principles and these formulas? The scientists, they seem so intelligent and they live hanging on to all these principles and laws, but they don't know where it originated from. And so evolutionism, they say that one, one little matter, the amoeba, it's, it became this and became that. And they say that it became an animal, a creature, and then eventually uh, a human, that it, evo it evolved in this way. And they say that mankind is the most evolved living being. And so if, if, their, if their idea is correct, then we need to keep on evolving that um, our future generations, in, there should come about some kind of a monster, a creature. And so their theology is very anti-science because they do not know the origin. And so if they don't know the origin, then they don't know the end of it, the result of it as well. And so their, even their language is a religion. And so they're living this way because the spirit of the world has given them this wisdom. And so the Bible tells us that who created all things, it is the Lord God. The Lord God created all things and when he created, he created things that were visible and things were things that were invisible, the seen and the unseen. And so he created first the invisible things, the spiritual world. He created the spiritual heaven. And what did he create within it? The angels. And he also created the authorities and the thrones and the glory. And so God, he created all of that first. And from that, because of Satan who, who came about from there, that God created this visible world, this material world. So Satan, devil, who was in the spiritual heaven because he sinned, the history of this world started. So when, when the event happened in the spiritual heaven, God created Sheol, the universe. And so God created this universe and he within this one star which is the earth he created all things within the earth uh, for during the six days as it's written in genesis on the first day he created this and then second day he created that and so it lists what he created and so why did god create these laws the the natural laws it's written in romans chapter 1 verse 19 Romans chapter 1 verse 19 since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them for since the creation of the world God's invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse and so it says that God has already shown it to us that through the creation that he created that all creation was not created just however they wanted, but they are being kept. They are being sustained following a set law. And the reason why he showed it was to was so that his uh, his eternal power and divine nature could be clearly seen. His eternal power 
and divine nature. So through, through the creation, he wanted to reveal his eternal power and divine nature. And so God is so amazing. And when he does some work, he, he, makes, he makes it really big. In this great, great, vast universe, everything is still rotating and following a very, uh, very precisely according to their time and according to the set principles. It's amazing, isn't it? So even within the universe, the stars within the universe, they say it's over billion, thousands of uh, billions. And, and so in the universe beyond the Milky Way, uh, how much more could there be? So how many stars are there? They say that it's more than the number of stars that are on in Earth. So it seems like uh, it may seem like the stars are just scattered everywhere, but we have to know that everything is following at an exact principle, exact law. And so uh, the Bible is saying, do you know who, who made it like this? It is God. It is the Lord, the creator God. It is the Lord God. The reason why I put the word Lord is because I have something else to say later, but it is the Lord God who created. And so he revealed it to us. He made it, uh, he made it visible uh, for us to be clearly seen. And so how he has created all this, how wonderfully and how, how amazingly he made it, let us applaud him, applaud God applaud his awesomeness and so our face expression has also also needs to show how great he is and so if you're not moved enough um, there is a natural museum in manhattan um, a planetarium and so if you go and see it there it's even seeing all the stars in that small space it's amazing but to see the whole universe uh, we need to just kneel prostrate before him say lord uh, you are great I am nothing before you that um, I was too proud before you. So that's how, that's the kind of heart we need to have. And so in the midst of this, Satan, Satan appeared. God did not create Satan. God does according to his will, but Satan, the angel that, that changed, it was because of his own will. And so Lucifer, Lucifer was the angel, the archangel Luciel, and he, because he was praised, he was so beautiful, and he became so proud, and he changed on his own. And same as um, Judas Iscariot, his heart changed on his own as well. And so when Satan, he had in his heart that I will become like God, God re regarded as unclean and sent him into the universe to be held for judgment until the last day of judgment so the universe is like a great prison cell this universe and this world that we are living in according to the bible what is this place it is a place that is set it is a is a prison cell that is kept until the day of judgment it is a place held in chains of darkness so that's where we're living in so you might say um still we are at peace we believe that what do we believe we believe that if we just follow after the Lord, um, we are servants. In the Chinese character, there is there is a character person, and that um, there are four people who follow. 
And so the word servant means that you follow until the end. You follow until the end. Say, I am the Lord. I am the Lord who will follow even if my legs tear apart. I will follow to the end. And so the Chinese characters have a lot of um, meaning in their characters. And, and Adam, Adam, he committed a sin in the Garden of Eden. God commanded to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But the, but, but the serpent said, you will not surely die for your eyes will be open and you will be like God. And so Eve was deceived and gave it to Adam. And so they were, they were driven out of the Garden of Eden and they became the slave of the devil. And they will follow him to where? To hell. If God is full of love, then why would he create hell? And so some may say, oh, God is love. Why would he create hell? But God created hell for the devil, not for mankind, but to punish uh, the devil and give him eternal punishment. But because mankind, because Adam, our ancestor Adam, sinned, we follow after, we, we are the ones who follow after him. And so those who follow after him are, are doomed to face um, hell with the devil. And so mankind, because we sinned, we lost our authority to govern over all things that God created. And so because they sinned uh, against, they disobeyed the command, they were their authority to govern over all things in the Garden of Eden was taken away and they were casted out of the garden. And so mankind became the slaves of the devil, who is the prince, who is the god of this world. And so while he is in this world with the weapon, which is this world, he deceives mankind so that he, he will take all of us to hell with him. And so he is a spirit of this world. And when God, when the devil tried to drag us to hell all the way, God saw this. And in order to have us follow after him to go to the father's house, he chose the people of Israel and and he chose Israel. He chose the people of Israel to be like a shadow of what God would do. And so the Israelites, they followed after Moses, whom God sent and left Egypt. And as they left Egypt, they saw very unbelievable events that happened, the plagues. And so they, um, without holding back, they left Egypt and they entered into the desert and God introduced himself. God introduced himself as I am the, I am the Lord of all things that he is the Lord of all things that, and that you are the people of Jehovah. And he said that if you follow after me, then I will take care of you until the end. And so even while they were living in the desert, God would take care of them. And so God gave them, uh, rained down on them the, the manna, and he struck the rock and gave them water. And so God gave them food for 40 years uh, in the desert. He led them, but there, the Israelites who complained and grumbled and said, I can't eat these kind of foods, um, this kind of food, and I can't follow after, I, I can't follow this, this path. It would be better for me to be slaves of Egypt. I don't want to be uh, servants of Jehovah anymore. And so such people who, um, they, they created the golden calf, they casted a golden calf, and all of them, they were put to death. 
And so there were 70, over 70,000 who came out, but following after, uh, they followed after Jehovah and left, they passed through the Red Sea and entered into the desert. But the ones who, who entered into the promised land were only two. And so all of them were put to death and only two entered into the promised land. And so to follow after God, he showed that he showed how difficult it is to follow after God through the life uh, of of Israel in desert. So do you think anyone would be able to survive among us if we were to um, go back into the time of the desert? So you say, oh, my legs hurt. Oh, I can't go anymore. And so it's, it's hallelujah that we weren't born at that time, right? You say, oh, I should have been born at that time. Do you feel that way? But with that kind of heart, let us keep going and follow. And so they faced hardship, not just environmentally, but they were also given the law, the law. And how many regulations were there? There were 613 laws. And so to try to keep them all, it was, it was like death. And so they were fearful to break the law, but how much harder was it to see their family members disobey and be put to death? And so they kept the law forcefully uh, out of fear. And so it is, they kept, they followed the laws out of the spirit of slavery. And so they were like the oxen who had, um, who were, who were dragged. Uh, they kept the laws forcefully by force. And even though they had a nation, they were still under the spirit of slavery, looking at other people's uh, eyes. They wanted to hide from others and deceive others. And so they kept the law out of force. And so they lived a life of wandering. And so even though they saw that many people die in the desert, they they repeated, they repeated um, this, their same mistakes and so these days I'm telling I give ex explanations from uh, from the Old Testament but in Nehemiah chapter 9 it lists the history of Israel and so they they forgot and they ignored the promise and the grace of Jehovah and so their nation always saw battles wars um, they were taken as plunder captives and they returned to the nation. So it, se it seemed like their lives were getting better and they would have a life of wandering again, again, and would, they would continue in the cycle. And so during that, they were living without prophets. They were with living without prophecies and they were living however they wanted. Uh, there were no revelations. There were no revelation from God and there were no prophets. And so who appeared? Who appeared? Um, I said that the Pharisees appeared. The Pharisees said, uh, if we keep at it like this, then all of we will completely vanish. And so we need to try to keep the law once again. We need to restore that glorious nation of David. And so they emphasized, um, they heightened the, the law, they expanded the law of Jehovah, and they said, uh, if we keep this, if we keep the law this much, uh, then we will be saved. And so it is the Pharisaic law. And so what do they, uh, what do they put, um, how do they make the laws around? It was 
by the the Sabbath law. And so to try to keep these laws, it was even more difficult than before. They said, oh, it would have been better for us to die in the desert. And so they thought, is our Israel nation going to just disappear, perish like this now? And so they were, while they were wandering in darkness, at that time, the uh, John the Baptist appeared. What did, what did he say when he, as he appeared? John the Baptist said, repent. But he not only said, he not only said, repent, but let's look once again in John chapter 3. He said, someone will come. In verse 31, John chapter 3, 31. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks, one, speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. The one who comes from above is, is coming. The one who is from above is coming. The one who is above all things is coming. The one who comes from above. The one who is above all. And so if he is above all, then he is the one who created all things. And so the one who created all things and who is above all things is coming. And when he comes, he will speak what he has heard. He will speak to us what he has seen and but no one will accept his testimony he, he will speak the words that he has heard from the father and who is the father he is the creator he is the lord creator he is the lord god creator and in in proverbs 8 we read last time that he is he was with the creator so the one who was with the lord god and who created who was with him now who was in heaven now he is coming says he testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. And so what he is so for the, it says that for the father, for the father loves a son and has placed everything in his sons. And so he has placed everything in his hands. So he is above all and he is the one who created all. And when he comes, he comes as the son, the son of man. He came as man, as man and so if it when we say mankind mankind ha is limited but to him he came uh, but the son came as man and the father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands and so jesus christ even though he was born like a man uh, and was born in the in the flesh of a man and died in the hands of a man but when the time comes he when he came he came with authority to use all things according to his will and so to the ones to the one who believes in him in verse 36 it says whoever believes in the son has eternal life but whoever rejects the son will not see life for God's wrath remains on him. So whoever believes in the son has eternal life. So he came with authority where he has all authority over all things and he has authority to give that power but he, he came to give eternal life and he came to give this to them, but their ears were closed and so they didn't accept him. But the one who created all things, the one who created all things, in order to reveal it, he came in the midst of creation and he, he did wonders and miracles to show uh, his authority. And so he revealed himself, he revealed his power through his public life during the three years and so during his public life he showed so many countless 
wonders and, and miracles. And so with his hands, when he would lay his hands, when he would lay his hand on uh, representative, uh, for example, he went into the field and, and to, to speak. And when the people who came, who gathered together to listen to him, when they seemed hungry, uh, his disciples said to Jesus, um, should we go out into the town and buy food? So Jesus said, bring what you have. And a child brought five loaves of bread and two fish. And when Jesus said, bring it, bring it to me. And when they placed it in his hand and he blessed it, when he prayed blessing it and he gave it out to his disciples and he gave it out to the disciples for the disciples to give it out. And so the disciples, according to the command of Jesus, they obeyed and the bread came out. Um, it, it kept on dividing without end. And so how many were fed? There were 5,000. So Jesus, the reason why Jesus did such miracles, uh, such works time to time was because he is the one who came from heaven, who has the power, the authority of all things in his hands. And so he, he can give anything he wants, but what does he want to give? He wants to give eternal life. And so news about him spread and the ill, um, those who were sick, they longed to meet Jesus because they believe they heard that if Jesus lays his hands on them and they will be healed. And so if they heard that Jesus is coming this way, then thousands of people would have, would follow after him from here and there, from the countryside. So from dawn to, to evening, to sunset, the reason why he healed was because the flesh that he allowed them to heal, uh, will it keep on living? Someday it will die. So he did not come to give life eternally in this flesh, but the one who can give all things that you need, he wanted to show that he has the authority over all things. And so during his public life, Jesus Christ. So it, they people desired for Jesus to call out for, um, for them to come to him and put his hands, lay his hands on them that they may be healed. And so there was a person who was demon possessed. And so what the demon possessed man said was, I know who you are. Have you come? Have you come to have you come to condemn me? And so Jesus said, Jesus commanded for the demon to come out and the demon left the man and the person was healed. And so as people saw such, um, this happened many times, they saw when Jesus commanded, the demons would, uh, would leave. And when Jesus, when Jesus commanded or laid his hand that they would be healed. And so in the past he would, he casted out demons. He laid his hand and healed the sick. And so he can, he can feed the hungry and he can heal. But um, why did he cast out demons? So nowadays, if people cast out um, the possessed or cast out demons, they think that it's exorcism and they think that they, they are possessed. And so Jesus, even though he he was he could have been misunderstood by people, the reason why he casted out demons was because who is he? He is he is um, there are visible and invisible. There are seen and unseen things. In the past, in the Old Testament, whether it was prophets, uh, they 
they only took care of what was visible, the, the, the flesh uh, that was visible. But what Jesus came to do was he would take care of not only the, the visible flesh, but he would also take care of the invisible spirits. And so Jesus said, destroy this temple. He said, destroy this temple, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. What that meant was Jehovah, Jehovah is the maker of all things. Jehovah is the maker of all things. But Jehovah, as a maker of all things, he, he took care of only that what was visible. And he would punish what is only visible and he had relation only with what is visible. And so that's why we say Jehovah is the God of the flesh. So the, he would give, he would give blessing to the visible flesh and give longevity to the visible flesh. And so that is the kind of God, uh, Jehovah that Israel served. But when Jesus said, destroy this temple, uh, he said that this era is now over. Now I will take care of not only the visible things, I am the God who will take care of also the invisible things as well. So Israel, Israel, they believed in Jehovah, the one, the God who governs over uh, what is visible. But Jesus, Yeshua, Yeshua is the son of God. So he is the same creator who created all things, same as Jehovah. We read in John chapter one that he is the creator of all things, but he, he not only created uh, all things that are visible, but Jesus also created what is invisible as well, angels, uh, when did he do it? When he was in heaven. So Jesus said, now I am not only going to give you life to the flesh, but to your spirit. And so um, the event that testified to this is when Jesus commanded the, the demon to leave and it was casted out, driven out. So even with this, the, the Pharisees, they ridiculed Jesus and they condemned Jesus. And the reason... They did this was because they said that with the spirit of demons, they, he, that he casts out by the spirit of demons. And so Jesus said, how can, the, how can a demon drive out a demon? So it is not a, a king of demon and on the same level of a demon casting out demons, but it is God who, who create because I am the one who created what is visible and invisible and because I am the creator of all things I by the authority that I have I drive them out and so when Jesus uh, spoke this he moved the demons that were in in them and they planned to to arrest Jesus and put him to death and so in the end there was nothing wicked that Jesus did but because he spoke the, he spoke words that they couldn't take, that they couldn't handle, uh, he was put to death. And as Jesus died, he said, it is finished. And so while, as he died, uh, during that time, everyone hated Jesus. They said, are you, are you the savior? Then you bring yourself down. And so they said all sorts of things. Um, the King, King Herod, the the soldiers and even the criminal that was crucified with Jesus they ridiculed um, they spoke all sorts of things to Jesus but Jesus said he was not moved by any of it but he said uh, it is finished and he died according to the command of the father 
and by it he became the servant of the father in philippians chapter 2 it says that though he was who although he being in very nature god did not consider equality with god something to be grasped but made himself nothing he humbled him he humbled himself in the form of a servant becoming a servant of the father he became the servant of a father and humbled himself and became obedient to death on on the cross and God acknowledged the father acknowledged this and raised him up above every name and gave him the name that is above every name and and had him sit on the throne in heaven and so why did I speak about the um, say Lord God it is to speak about the relationship between Lord and servant and so the son of man uh, at when he resurrected he died and resurrected he became the servant of the Lord in Matthew it says that I did not come um, the son of man did not come to be served but to serve so who is served it is the Lord it is the master but Jesus he said that I came to be um, I came to serve so who serves it is the servant who serves who is he uh, he is a servant of the father not only that but he is also the servant um, as he died in place of mankind he served like a servant of mankind and so the father exalted him the father raised him up and exalted him uh, to sit to the highest place to sit on the throne and so through his death the very nature of God he he died like a servant and who he condemned was he condemned the, the rebellious servant the devil the one who rebelled and so even though he was a servant of God he rebelled against him and and Jesus he condemned him and completely destroyed him and Jesus he condemned the devil who wasn't a king he was only a servant but tried to become like king and so his death his death, the death of Jesus redeemed the sin of all mankind and liberated them from this, the price of sin, uh, from the slavery, slavery of the prince of the world, the one in authority of death. And the blood that he sprinkled, the blood that he sprinkled as he died, as he died, drops of his blood fell. And so that is why we say the sprinkled blood. And so the souls who have received even one drop of his blood um, the soul who have received that blood to, in their souls, they have received the forgiveness of sins, they receive life, and they become the Lord's. Say, I am the Lord's. Say, I, say, amen, if you have the blood of Jesus. Say, I am the Lord's. And in other words, we are the Lord's servant. Say, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. So you say, you are a servant. No, but all mankind have the authority to become servant of the Lord if you have the blood of Jesus then you are a servant of the Lord and he died and he resurrected and ascended to heaven and now he sits on the throne above all things and receives glory and praise for eternity it says it in Romans chapter 9 5 that he receives he he is praised and he is exalted for eternity and he is the one who sits on the throne. And the word that he speaks in Revelation chapter 21, verse 5, it says that I make all things new. He says he, that he says, I am making everything new. 
So the one who created all things has come into that creation. And so mankind, what is the lowest of all things, of all creation, is mankind. So what is the most, um, the, the, what is the lowest um, that will decay in this world is, is mankind. But, but Jesus, the son, he came, he came and he died and the father raised him up, exalted him to sit on the throne. And what he says is he is said, he said, I am making everything new. He said, I am making everything new. And so once again, he is making all things new. He is making everything new. Uh, it means that he is making new. But what all that also says, what uh, that also means is that um, all things had regulations, principles that it had followed, laws. But now he will break them. Um, he will make. He will set new laws, new principles. So in the Revelation, it says that the heavenly bodies will shake and the sun will become dark. And what that means is all the natural laws, all the principles in this world will completely shatter. So everything that is going right now is so we have to we have to find out ourselves as well how much the natural law is following its principle exactly, precisely. And so whenever I, I read upon such things, um, I am in awe. And so when scientists, um, they they speak about, they give statements or this and that about that. Um, I say, oh, yes, you are smart, but who made all those principles? All, all these principles, who made it? He, um, it is God. But one day, all these natural laws, the principles will break. In Peter, 2 Peter 3, it says that when all things, when all the elements will be burned up, will melt in the heat, the smallest element, the very smallest, even the smallest particle, it will unravel. It will unravel and be destroyed. And so when we look at this, we have to realize the world will end. So this universe that will become hell, the burning hell. And so when we look at movies, um, the movies about uh, movies regarding apocalypse, everything falls apart. The buildings fall down. Um, there are there are meteorites, stars falling down, and everything burns up. The Bible tells us that that day will come. And as it unravels, as this whole world unravels, it will become hell. How fearful is that? So you might say, why does the pastor always talk about hell? It's because that's reality. At the, uh, we have to, we have to realize how realistic these things are. This is because as time goes on, one day everything will stop and all the principles, um, all the laws will unravel, even our face, even our skin, um, all the particles will come apart. Hopefully we won't be alive at that time, but our hair, um, our, even our bones, they will all unravel. And so how fearful is that? But uh, in a few days, Jesus, he sent the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit testifies. What does the Holy Spirit testify? The, um, the Holy Spirit testifies who Jesus is. Who is he? He is, he says that all things were made through him, for him. They were made th by him and through him and for him. 
And so all things exist for Jesus Christ. So it wasn't that he created all things and because mankind sinned and God is full of love, um, the son of God died for them. It is not that, but when nothing, when nothing existed, not even spiritual heaven and before angels, God, God planned to create all things. And the one who was with the father, uh, when he planned all these things was Jesus Christ. And so we have to believe in this. And so all things were created for him and they were created for him and by him and they exist until then. So all things were created by Jesus Christ and they exist for Jesus Christ and they all hold together by Jesus Christ and they will end by the Lord Jesus Christ because when he returns, it'll be over. And so Jesus, he proclaimed, um, the old things ended at the moment Jesus Christ appeared, he entered. And so John the Baptist, he said that the ax is already at the root of the tree. And so it is, it's already over. It's only a matter of time. When Jesus appeared, uh, the, the end of all things started. And so we were born 2000 years later. Uh, we, we were born with not knowing Jesus, um, not knowing what was going on, but that day will come. And so Christians, say amen if you are a Christian. And so who is a Christian? We were, we were the waste uh, of all things. So Paul testified, he said that I am the waste of all things. So why, why do we say that we are waste, um, that we are like garbage, uh, that we are like the, the leftovers, rotten things? We say that because whatever is spoiled, um, it can't be made new. It can't be, it can't be changed. We had no hope and we were like waste of all things. But now, now I have become a servant of Christ. I have become a servant of Christ. So we are not slaves, but we are servant. We are that, uh, we are the, I am thy servant. Say, I am the Lord's servant. I am the servant that serves the Lord. Amen. And even the president say the president says that he is uh, a servant that serves the nation, and so a, the servant um, servant means to follow. So we, I am one who follows after the Lord. I will continue to follow the Lord to the end. To where? To where? To the Father's house until I go to the Father's house. And such people, what they must do is first they have to become a member of the church because. The church is the body of Christ. And it is the church that is above all things. The church. So no matter how famous you are, no matter how much authority or power you may have, the most precious establishment is the church. And so he set the church above all things. And in Ephesians chapter one, it says 23 that he has made us members of that church, of such a church. And so if I am, if I am a member of the church and I am um, a member of the church that is acknowledged by him, what keeps us, what he gives us in Acts chapter 17, it says that he gives us life and breath and everything. So life, breath, and everything else. Say, I am a Christian. I am a, I am the servant of Christ. Say, I am a member of church of Jesus. Is, is it amen? 
And so to such people, what does he guarantee? He guarantees life, breath, and everything, everything else. So life is the life of the spirit and breath of this flesh and everything. What is, what is everything? Money. Uh, people say, if you have money, then, then you have everything. But he gives us daily bread uh, and he guarantees it. Does it sound good? So is it, is, um, are you satisfied? And so can people, some people say, um, can I live with only that? So there will be a day when we are completely satisfied with this alone. And so God allows those who try to, he gives even more. So those who try to believe he gives faith and those who don't try to believe he takes away even what they have. So even if with one talent, uh, those who try to work even with one talent, he gives even more so that they may work more. But those who do not work, he takes away even what they have, what little they have. And so it says it in Matthew 25. So what we have to do is we have to try to believe even even more. So don't say, um, I'm at my maximum, this is it. Don't, don't, request, more, don't request more from me. Um, so I'm just following after my regional group leader because I feel bad for him. That's not the kind of faith we need to have but when i try to more and more and when i try to believe in more god will push us and, and provide us so that we can believe even harder and so jesus said i um he said that he is the head and his body um, the church is his body and we are the members of the body and what we have to do is we have to hang on to it if we hang on to it firmly then faithfully then the farmer will allow us to bear fruit and he will allow us to enter into the kingdom of eternal life. And third, we have to become um, witnesses of Christ. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, it says that, it says, in bringing many sons to glory, uh, he, he want, Christ desires to bring many sons to glory, into the kingdom of glory. And so if I am truly a servant of the Lord and I want to follow after Lord to the end, then we have to do according to his wishes. See, he wants to bring many sons, many sons to the to glory, to his kingdom. And we have to testify in order to bring many sons to his glory. Amen. So Jesus commanded us to, um, he, he gave us this absolute commandment to testify about Jesus. And if we are Christians, uh, we already know this, but the reason why we have to do it is because who am I and who must I become? All creation, like I said before, everything is moving according to the, the rules, the principles that God already sent, set. And if you fall away from it, then you are out of order. It means you're broken, you're out of order and you will be thrown away and to be burned up. And so we have to obey within that order and move according to that order. But to become witness of Jesus, uh, the reason why we become witnesses of Jesus, it is the same. We do not evangelize uh, to, to expand our church or because our pastor tells us, but if if, if the Lord sees that I am a witness of Jesus, um, when the Lord sees me, how he sees me is he needs to see us as a faithful witness like the moon. So like the, 
um, like the moon that is the faithful witness in the sky. And so uh, the way God expresses the, the moon is, is that the moon is a faithful witness in the sky. So why does the moon exist? So when we look at the moon, what do we think of? So they say in the world, they say if you look at the moon, it's as if you're looking at your loved one. So in the secular uh, expression, they say in, in Korean, they say that when you look at the moon, you think of your um, look at it as if you're looking at your loved one. But the Bible says that if you look at the moon beyond the moon, there is what there is the sun there. And Jesus Christ, who is a source of light, even though we may not be able to see Jesus Christ himself, who is the moon? Uh, the moon is a witness that reflects the light of of the sun and so the moon shines light in the darkness and the role of the of the moon is really amazing because the whole form of the earth will will fall apart will collapse if the moon doesn't rotate back or return then what happens is the 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 oceans uh the currents everything will fall apart and so the faithful witness in the sky uh, we look at the moon as if we're looking at who? So witnesses of Jesus. We have to be faithful witnesses to make it seem like others are seeing Jesus. Say, I am a witness of Christ. So people want to see Jesus themselves, but what we do is we reflect Jesus for them. And so the moon is following a very precise rotation. It doesn't miss a beat but even from the moment the earth was formed to this day how does it follow after such a precise rotation it is a very faithful witness in the sky it, it's a witness that stays in its place if we if it is a witness then you always have to be at your place so everything goes everything stays in its place at the right time all things all things stay in the right place at the right time. And so if I want to be a witness of Jesus, then I have to be in my right place at the right time. So in Psalm 119, 91, it says that your laws endure to this day. <clears throat> the reason why all things endure to this day is for all things to serve you. So your laws endure to this day for all things serve you so according to your commands all things endure to this day according to your commands since when uh, from genesis 1 chapter 1 when he commanded let there be and so the reason why they endure to this day they are sustained to this day is because it is for all things serve you so even this day the sun rises at its right time and the sun the moon rises it at its right time and it is all things follow because they serve you they serve him it is because of jesus it is because of god all things are sustained because of god because of jesus but if we are as witnesses of christ we have to stay in our right place at our right time so at the time that we must be in the place where we must be which is the lord's day on the lord's day where must we be we must be in the church on the Lord's day 
at that time at the time of worship we have to be there that is that is um that's obvious if we're not that we are out of we're out of order we're like a meteorite like a shooting star so all things uh, your laws endure to this day for all things serve you so over the the countless years how all things follow and endure very precisely the sun and the planets they rotate so fast and the moon follows after the earth so quickly it's doing it because it's according to the commands of the lord the moon is not moved or received grace but it is being sustained because god commanded that um for it to be it is staying in its place at its time and so if i am a servant of christ say amen if you want to follow the lord so say i will follow after the lord I will follow after the Lord until the end. Until when? We will follow him to where? To where he is, to the Father's house. And so if that is so, then we have to follow without ceasing. And we have to be in the place at the right time. We have to always follow after him in the, in the right place at the right time. Uh, the Lord's, the service on the Lord's day, not only that, but in the gathering that the Lord, the church commanded, we have to be in that place at that right time. And not only that, evangelism, street evangelism, like a faithful witness in the sky on to this day, by becoming, I will become a witness of Jesus Christ. Help me to reveal Jesus Christ by being a witness of Jesus. And if we have such a heart, then when the Lord returns, he will take us to be where he is. Say, I will follow after the Lord with all my life. Say, I will follow after the Lord with all my life. So on our path, no matter difficult, what difficulty, what obstacle there may be, we have to do it with all of our might. So through all the creation that God created, he has revealed it to us. Then what I must do is that just as the Lord expressed, I will become a faithful witness in the sky. Let me be let me be one who is reliable by the Lord, like the moon, like the faithful witness in the sky. Let us determine.